Welcome to the realm of magic and mystery, classic horror and sci-fi. You are now entering the House of the Unusual podcast with your hosts, Eddie and Joe. Welcome all you cool ghouls and friendly fiends to the House of the Unusual podcast. I'm your host, Joe Pavlansky. With me as always is the maestro of Mail Order Mysteries, Eddie Guevara. Tonight's special guest is the one, the only, the returning champ, Michael Mesmer. Gentlemen, good evening. Good evening. Hello. And I got one one for us here since. <laughs> it is our 100th birthday. Well, 100th episode, really. So this is a huge milestone for us because I, I don't know if we, we ever thought we would go this far. So it's kind of like a... Uh, I guess a birthday for us, but yeah, this is our, our hundredth episode. If you look on the, um, the Apple podcast, it'll say when this one comes out, it'll say 101, but it's actually our hundredth. There's a, uh, 20, I think it's a 2020 or 2021 recap in there that was, uh, reproduced. So this is our 100th original episode. So, I want to send a shout out to uh, definitely to Eddie for for making this possible and doing all the technical stuff and putting in all the effort to make this this you know become a reality for us and, and an ongoing thing you know week after week and a huge thank you to to all of our our past guests and, and all the people out there that you know subscribe to us that like our our podcast. Uh, that continuously listen to us and even all of our, our new listeners, we, you know, we hope to keep you on here for, you know, at least a hundred more episodes or more, but man, I mean, it's, it's just unbelievable that we're already at a hundred time flew by so fast. Eddie, where did, where did all this time go? I don't know. <laughs> Joe, I, I'm shocked, honestly, it, it did fly by. <laughs> I, I mean, this, this was crazy. It only seemed like yesterday we were, you know, setting up for our first podcast, but, uh, you know, enough of all, all that, this is our hundredth. We're going to get right into it. We got Michael Mesmer on the line with us. It's been a little while since you, you've joined us here, Michael. So what's new with you? I heard you got a bunch of shows coming up. Yeah. Right now I'm in the midst of doing grad night shows, which is really cool. I do my transnosis comedy hypnosis show for those. And the great thing is what it does, it keeps the kids off the streets on grad night. So they don't get killed. Most teens get killed on grad night because they go do, you know, wild things. So what happens is we do these lock-ins and the parents are able to keep the kids at the party. And then they are safe through that night. And it's saved hundreds and thousands of lives through the years. So it's a great thing to be part of, but also an exciting thing right now for me is I did win runner up for best article for uh, my article in uh, my two part article in uh, Scary Monsters magazine. So that was a cool achievement. Awesome, man! Congratulations on that. Thank you. That, that that's great. So all the shows and all that I, I take it have been picking up for for this summer. Oh yeah, you know I'm doing. You know I'm a magician and a hypnotist, so uh, I've been doing. I'm scheduling a lot of shows, solid you know bookings for fairs all over the United States, and um, just having a great time. And I work in an amusement park in California uh, part time, where I fill in for a friend of mine who is busy also. So we kind of share that. And so yeah, I'm always busy, always having a great time. And um, last weekend I was at Monster Palooza here in LA, which was insanely fun. Very cool. What was the uh, at Monster Pluto? Who was the who was the the one the one guest that that really stood out to you that you uh, that you might have met out there? Well, you know, I always love to meet uh, the uh, Cheney family. They're always great to visit with. Uh, I had a good visit with them. Uh, the great grand great great granddaughter of Lon Junior. Uh, and, uh, so it was great visiting with them, but also I got to say the highlight for me, uh, for me personally was, uh, you know, there's a lot of professional makeup groups that are there and they have, you know, people on a stage where they do makeup, special effects, makeup demonstrations. And I was walking down one of the aisles. I looked over and there was Barnabas Collins, Jonathan Frid. Oh, now, wow. You, Jonathan Frid passed away several years back in 2012. Um, but it was an eerie feeling. Cause I looked over and there he was in his 1840s outfit and it looked exactly like Jonathan Frid. Cause you know, I had spent a day on the dark shadow set. We had talked about that. I think on a previous show. And so I spent a day with Jonathan and um, when I was just 11 
I think it was 11 in that area back in the night in 1970 anyway. So um, when I saw this person for just a few seconds, it made me feel like he was there again. It like freaked me out. It was like really eerie, you know? That, that's really cool. You know what? I The October Monster Bash for this year, they're going to have uh, Ron Chaney there, which is Lon Chaney's grandson. So that's going to be really cool to to talk with him and uh, ask him, hopefully get to ask him a, a few questions. I, I don't know if this is his first time there or if he's been there before, but this will be the first time uh, for myself meeting him. So I'm yeah. really excited about that. Ron's a really nice guy. He was at this one too, but he wasn't at the booth when I was there because he was doing other, you know, talks and whatever. But um, it was his daughter I was speaking to there. But he um, he uh, he's a great guy and he loves to talk about the family. And he even did a little movie a couple years back. I don't know how many now, but where he did a, a reprise of his uh, of Lon Chaney Jr.'s Wolfman in the movie. Um, and it was kind of a uh, one of those, you know, fan films uh but it was really cool that he was in that and did that role and um he'll probably tell you about that too if you ask him awesome awesome well hey michael thank you for for being here once again with us on our hundredth and i'm gonna turn yeah absolutely and i'm gonna turn it over to eddie because i know he's got a ton of stuff going on at house of the unusual he's always posting new videos awesome always working there so uh what's new eddie well i'm actually working on the uh, youtube channel um updating a few things on it uh creating some playlists i'm trying to remake the whole channel because instead of having like different channels uh i'm going to try a new strategy have different playlists for the different channels oh say if i had a mike mesmer channel it'll be mike mesmer but the playlist this will keep the house of the unusual channel as the one channel with all the different playlists that people can just click on it makes it i think a little easier um, so I'm actually uh, working for the Crypt of Classic chat show is your number one there. And I'm actually thinking, uh, Mike, um, plugging in a playlist for your channel, too. Uh, so, yeah, I'm actually I've been kind of overwhelmed with it. But <laughs> wow, doing as I organize all the storage. So that's about it going over here. That's awesome. pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, there's definitely a ton of videos on there, and you've been doing. It uh, looks like a lot of shorts on there. What are what exactly are these shorts, Eddie? They, I'm I'm really kind of new to them, so I don't know too much about them. Joe, the shorts are meant to bring uh, you know more subscribers and stuff, and I've heard a lot about them. Uh, when I looked at them, the the shorts are good in bringing up subscriptions, but the problem with them, in reality, they don't have much worth, and I'll tell you why. Because when somebody's looking through TikTok or looking through Instagram, they scroll up and down with their finger. They see a video they like, they subscribe to the video, and then they scroll to the next. So it's not really uh, – the subscriptions you gain from it are not really worth it in the long run. Since our thing is we're looking to get subscribers that can actually enjoy our shows. Not, right. Not quick. So yeah. I did shorts, but I don't think I'm going to be doing much of them anymore. I, I tell you what, and if the, the listeners out there really want to enjoy some videos on there, Chuck Caputo's got a – a ton of great short magic clips. I mean, they're, they're, you know, four or five minutes a piece. So you could, you know, watch one in just a few minutes and, you know, huge shout out to Chuck because he's usually always with us and uh, every week, but him and his wife are on vacation this week, enjoying the the beach. And I was able to get a few uh, videos and photos from their, their vacation. And it looks like they're having a blast. So Chuck and Sherry, we wish you all the, the best out there on vacation. If you're, you're listening to this, when it comes out, and a huge thank you to uh, to you both for being a part of House of the Unusual podcast for a much better part of our 100 episode run here. So that's yeah, all. I love to watch his videos. Actually, I've watched them all. I think they're they're really cool. Yeah, I, I tell you what, he sent me one. I, I don't. I think he posted it on. Uh, if you go to, if you just type in the search, Sherry Caputo of a haunted house that they went to in ocean city where they're at and it's a, a little ride it's only about i think five minutes or so and i tell you, i even told chuck i said it this is a lot longer ride than it i, I thought it would be because usually when you wow. see those kind, kind of rides you know they're only you know maybe a minute and a half two minutes but this one kept going and it was the inside was really cool a lot of um like neon light stuff and then you had the the strobe lights you had wow. some more contemporary horror stuff, some classic stuff. It, it was, it looked really cool. So go on YouTube, type in uh, Sherry Caputo. And I believe that um, 
that video is on her site. So, yeah, it was really cool. Cool. Yeah, so that's all I, I got so on that. Was it, and... was it a, so was it a dark ride? Is that what it was? Yeah, it was. Um, let me see if I could pull it up here on uh, on YouTube on hers and see. There was a uh, there was a name to it. It looked like those, you know, where they pull in like the um, the semi trucks. Oh yeah, kind of okay. kind of ride. Um, okay. Called the haunted dark haunted dark ride. I believe that's what it was called. That is cool. Yeah, it's on his site. It's only five five minutes seven seconds. It's well worth watching. They, he does a great video, does a great job videoing it, and uh, going through the whole thing. And there's even one part where kind of about halfway it goes outside, and you could see a view of the ocean. And it is, oh nice, man, making me jealous out there, Chuck and Sherry. I wish I was, I wish I was at the ocean. <laughs> now, where where was that at? Uh, Ocean City, Maryland. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was just at Santa Cruz Boardwalk doing a ground night, and they have the best dark ride there, too. Uh, it's really cool. There's ghosts in it. There's uh, really giant rats. But at the end, they have a giant guillotine that comes down on you in the ride. It's really awesome. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's been a long time since I, I've been on a dark ride. There was a – we had a festival uh, – or not a festival, a fair near here that used to have dark rides. I, I haven't been to it in years. Oh. I don't know if they still have it or not, but man, they had a few cool ones. But like I said, they were usually only like, you know, a minute and a half, right. two minutes and you were right. through it. And I, I know we talked a lot about dark rides in the past. So anybody out there that wants to hear our, our in-depth take on them, you know, just search in the, our archives and you'll, you'll be able to find our show about the, the dark rides. But, you know, today is our 100th episode. Yay. I wanted to talk about, you know, the, maybe about the first half of our uh our podcast here you know maybe some memories from uh from when we were younger for from birthday parties and all that because that you know birthday parties were you know we all i I, when i was young i always thought they were going to be a huge part of our life you know forever but they were they were really big when we were you know young kids you had the birthday cake you had um you know pin the tail on the donkey you know pinatas you had the party favors and, and of course the best part of birthdays was the presents i mean you know, when you're you're a little kid, what you don't care about any of that other stuff. Besides, <laughs> you know, what you're gonna rip open that paper and what's underneath it. But you know, I was thinking back, you know, right when we were getting ready for the show and we were talking about, you know, a hundred episodes and it's such a great anniversary. I said, Man, I said I for some reason I started thinking about old birthday parties when I was when I was younger, you know, six, seven years old, and how I went how at school, you know, everybody that you know, we, I went to a real small Catholic school and we had a, um, we only had maybe about 15 people in the classroom, uh, towards the end of it, around fourth, fifth grade, they were actually combining classes cause they were so small. So we ended up with, you know, fourth and fifth grade in one classroom with about eight to 10 kids each. And you would always, at least, you know, from what I can remember is anytime someone had a birthday, you would always get your your invitations together, you know, whether you had a superhero invitation or, mon- you know, one of the monster ones with Frankenstein and Dracula on it, and you would go to school and, you know, hand them out to everybody in the classroom. Because, you know, the more people you handed them out to, the more people that are coming, you know, th- that means more presents. You know, <laughs> yeah. I think that's how we all we all thought about it at, at that age. So, you know, I always remember going and passing out the uh, the invitations and then you would have these, you know, great parties with pizza, um, hamburgers, hot dogs, and pop. And you would have the, you know, the cone hats, the noise yeah. makers. And you would play, you know, silly, stupid games, you know, for that time in the, you know, the 80s and all that. Pin the tail on the donkey, uh, bobbing for apples. You might have a pinata with a little bit of candy in it and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, I wanted to get your guys' take on it because I think we're all from kind of uh, different age brackets here in different parts of united states and especially eddie coming from cuba into the united states so i wanted to get your guys take on um you know how did how were your guys birthdays when when you guys were younger did you guys do any any of that because i know that you know we always even kids it's like every week somebody had a birthday it seemed and was passing out invitations to uh to go there and you'd have to find out what was their favorite toy and you know hope that somebody else didn't buy it but uh you know, Mike, what was your, we'll start off with you. What was your kind of past experience with that? Well, mine is a complete opposite of yours. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I was always the odd man out in my school. So I was always an outcast. Uh, you know, I did magic. I was in theater and, and I dressed in 
black. And I, you know, a lot of people didn't believe me too. And they always thought I was lying because, you know, I went to dark shadows for the day. My, you know, I was brought up in a showbiz family. So I go to school and say, Oh, I spent the last week I was on dark shadow set. They go, you're a liar. You know, the kids would call me a liar and things. They wouldn't believe that what I had done, I really did. So I was kind of an outcast, but at the same time, I had a lot of friends when I would go to do theater shows and things like that. Uh, Cause you know, I started out doing theater when I was seven with Connie Stevens and people like that. So, um, but but for me, my parents were older parents, and so they didn't really want to have the big parties and lots of kids in the home. But what they did do was they would always take me to a very wonderful restaurant called Northwoods Inn. And I always looked forward to that because there was snow on the roof, which is faux, faux snow. It wasn't real snow, but it looked like an old cabin up in the up in the uh, wilds. And we'd have a beautiful steak dinner and everything. And then my brothers would come and I would generally get some really cool presents. I think the coolest present I could ever remember getting for my birthday was uh, the Barnabas Collins Dark Shadows game. Oh, uh, when wow. I received that, that was so awesome because it had skeletons you hung on coffins and it had, it had vampire teeth and it had, it was so cool. And, uh, I, I was, so I received that before I met Jonathan Fred, before I had that opportunity, but it was so neat because every day I ran home to see dark shadows. So as a birthday memory for me, that was one of the best. And then sometimes my parents would take me on the weekend somewhere like to Disneyland, which was always awesome for a birthday treat, you know, or Knott's Berry Farm. We'd go and have chicken dinner and then go on all the rides and all of that. So my birthdays were a little bit different, but I always dreamed of having a birthday like what you were talking about and wished I had, but it just wasn't in the cards for me because of my parents' age and because of, you know, what I did in my life and who I was, but I had a lot of wonderful times. They were just very different. You know, that, that that's awesome because I, I do remember some of those were going to uh, uh, places like Chuck E. Cheese or whatever little arcade place that you could celebrate birthdays at that time. And, you know, my, where I was at, we, everybody was very close. You know, we went to a a small Catholic school. So everybody there, you know, went to church on Sundays and had Sunday school. So it was a very close knit community. So it was kind of almost like, uh, you know, required that you have a birthday party (laughs) and invite everybody. But, you know, some of the kids that had a little bit more money, they would do like the Chucky, they would invite you to the Chuck E. Cheese uh, or the fun and games, you know, whatever was around at that time, I think Chuck E. Cheese is still around, but you know, we, we did a lot of that. And, and I have to ask you, cause I know everyone else out there is thinking the same thing. Do you still have that Barnabas Collins game? Yes, I do. Do you really? Yes, I do. Awesome. Yep. yep I love it. It's, it looks like brand new still. I mean, I, I took good care of it through the years. Uh, I even have, I have Wolf band posters from the 1960s that look brand new still, you know, uh, and things like that. So I was always taught to keep my things nice. And um, I have a, well, I have other things like one thing I got went out for birthday, but Christmas one time was a James Bond attache case. And I have that with all the gun and all the pieces in it. And yeah. So, and I have a big Corgi collection too, Batman and James Bond cars and Munster vehicles and all that. So. Awesome. You, I, I remember getting a lot of GI Joes and mm. yeah, the little muscle figures. They were the, pink and multicolored wrestling yes yes and i still have all those and i used to get some he-man too you know masters of the universe but i ended up selling those uh sometime in the early 90s at a garage sale which i always kick myself but i was yeah i was always a big toy guy and you know at, at that time especially in the 80s that was the big thing going around was all these toys you know they were marketed oh, yeah. through cartoons and everything and you know, they, we were kind of like brainwashed with them every morning, you know, yeah. cartoons, you know, like, buy our toys, buy our toys. And then we say, hey, mom, dad, we want this. We want this. Toy. So, But, you know, you can't top a creepy crawler set. Oh, man, I wish I still had mine. Yeah, <laughs> those were awesome. And then they had the, the stand up little guys with the heads that were offshoot of it. I can't remember what they were called. Do you remember, um, Eddie, what those were called? They're, they're creepy crawlers, but they were called creepy people or something like that. I know what you're talking about. I actually don't remember the name, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, they were so cool because you put their heads on a pencil and the feet on the bottom on the pencil and then make little clothes for them. And it was cool. Yeah, yeah. That, that sounds cool. So I, Eddie probably got like <laughs> six or seven of them in the store. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Eddie, what was your what was your childhood like with, with birthdays? Uh, you know, were they different in Cuba compared to how they were when you got to the United States? Well, uh, in Cuba, I came at the age of four, so I don't really remember much there, to be honest. 
I do think there was a party for me. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. uh, when I came here in the 1970s, I actually arrived Halloween night. We got here on the 30th. Actually, wow. Before we got to Florida and I got to New Jersey Halloween night. <clears throat> the kids were knocking on the door. And I remember when my aunt opened up, I was wondering what it was all about. Um, the thing I think uh, the party I remember the most is I was invited to a Halloween party. I don't know what year, probably 1973. And it was uh, the guy who hosted the Halloween party, the kid, the friend of mine, uh, he who lived in, didn't, um, he lived in my block. He, he didn't actually, how can I say, he didn't um, go to school with me that I remember. Uh -huh. What happened with him is that he invited me and then I went over to uh, his house I think he, like I said, he lived in my, well, anyway, he invited uh, the whole block and his father was a super. So in New York City, if you guys know any old building in New York City, have what they call the fallout shelters in the basement. Yeah. And so yeah. old super's apartment had the, so the fallout shelter, when you went inside, didn't look like cinder blocks. It was more like, um, I don't know, like cement with whatever. It, it looked more like the bluestone. And oh, we had yeah. this, yeah, so it was kind of scary. Uh, he set up some walkways inside there where you would go in, and it was really kind of scary and stuff. So I got to be honest with you, it was probably the first and the last and the best Halloween party I ever went to. Because <laughs> after that, you know, I went when I was a grown-up, but as a kid, there wasn't really that many parties I attended. And then again, since I'm only in my 20s, you know, it, it's hard to remember otherwise. Yes, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I don't remember too many Halloween parties when I was young. I know, um, you know, my parents went to a, a few because we would have the, the babysitter and all that. <laughs> I, I think we might have had like I like I kind of remember them for school. We would have them where you would dress up and, um, right. you know, you would bring in maybe a bag of candy and you would pass it out to to every kid. You know, they would have their little, um, you know whatever container you know it was made out of you know a shoe box or a bag or something on their desk and uh th that's kind of all i remember we never had too many halloween parties what about you michael did you guys now since you were you know around a lot of like the movie stuff and all that was there did they have a lot of halloween parties or anything that you attended well you know um i i actually um Gee, I, you know, the best Halloween stuff for me, school was cool because like you were saying, we would have uh, our costumes on and they'd usually have a costume parade at school, as I remember when I was little and parade and we'd all walk around in our costumes and, and everything. But actually what the coolest thing I did when I was young, there was a couple things. The Parks and Rec would put on a haunted house for young kids. Um, and they had everything from Morticia Adams sitting there in the, in the classic chair and the, the, you know, the chair made out of, uh, I don't know what it was made of, but you know, the East Indian kind of chair she sat in the show uh, and all things like that. And then also, um, up at the shopping mall, we would paint windows on the, on the mall windows for a competition. So my brother would do it and I would do it. And I won a, a trophy when I was little, that was a little teeny plastic trophy, but it had a little teeny plastic skull uh, skeleton in it. I still oh, have it to cool. this day. And, it, you know, I painted a, a, a little window and he paint like whatever you wanted pumpkins. Uh, my brother did sleepy hollow on one of them. One time he was a very talented artist. He went on to be on Broadway and stuff, but, um, but anyway, uh, the malls, everybody was so supportive of Halloween here in those days. There was always tons of things going on. But I think the <clears> coolest <throat> thing ever was we had a place called Wallach's Music City. It was right here in the shopping mall by my house in West Covina. And they had the Munsters come out. And in addition to the Munsters coming out, they had a Universal Studios um, kind of a haunted house. And it was made out of tr a trailer. And inside were the Mummy, Frankenstein, and Dracula. Oh, that's cool. You still there, Mike? I'm here. Oh, okay. I thought we <laughs> I thought we lost you there. Yeah. Yeah, it no. was very cool. I, I always remember and meeting the Munsters. Now, they weren't really the Munsters. They were from Universal. They were officially there with the real Munster Mobile. But they were, you know, the Herman was a mask, the guy, I think, or something. But it, in those days, we just thought they were the Munsters because you didn't think about stuff in those right, days. Right, yeah. Right? Now, do you still have that, that trophy up on your, your mantle at home? I do. And you know what? I still have the autographed. <laughs> 
the autograph eight by 10 from all the monsters, Wolfman, Frankenstein, the mummy and Dracula were in that display. I have, they actually had hand signed one photo that has four little shots of them on it. And they're all signed by them in like a blue permanent marker. Oh, that, that's pretty, that's really cool. You know, it, it doesn't, it, I don't know, maybe it's just in my area and I'll get your guys' perspective on this, but it doesn't seem like uh, Halloween parties, even birthday parties for, for that matter, or, or Christmas parties are really, parties in general, it doesn't seem like they're really a big thing anymore. And I don't know if that's because of, you know, social media or uh, just different areas have, you know, have gone on, moved on to different <clears throat> things. But I know in my area, it doesn't seem like, um, Halloween parties, birthday and Christmas parties are as big now as they were, say, in the eighties and nineties. Is that like you know? Is that the same way in your area, Eddie? Uh, to be honest with you, there is a lot of Halloween parties, but I noticed most of them are like in nightclubs, and the adults are going, not the young kids. Um, young kids are there's more trick or treating for some reason. It's it's you know it's kind of been a little lame as compared to what it used to be in years past. But I do notice, though, there is more stuff that sell out for Halloween for some reason. Houses are more decorated than ever. Um, I do notice that. But the whole idea of kids, well, I mean, let's be honest. We don't, we're not kids anymore, so we don't know really what's going on with the kids, if they're having a lot of Halloween parties and stuff. But, I mean, in my job in general, there was about three or four in the building, but there's 400 apartments, you know? Right. Um, so I guess uh, the only thing, and it's funny that when you say Halloween parties and stuff, and, and, and I see how you asked Mike if he had all those things as a kid, and one thing you brought to mind was the James Bond case. Yeah. If you're aware that that does a little bit, almost $3,000 in today's value, very expensive. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's a big piece you got there, my man. <laughs> I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, that is. I tell you what, a, a friend of my wife's that she works with, uh, her husband was looking for that on on eBay, and I actually found one a couple months ago when I gave him the price. I, I think he almost had a stroke because I don't because he said he had one when he was younger and sold it at a garage sale. And when I told him, yeah, the price because I think the one I seen online was like twenty eight hundred dollars, something like that. Oh. He almost like fell over. <laughs> wow! Wow! I I actually have one. Um, mine is missing a, one part of the gun, I think it is. Or there's something missing in it. Or, But I do have it. And I also, there was another one called right after that, um, <clears throat> Mr. Something. It was a spy case as well. I think they copied it from, uh, I right. got that one also. But that I bought, let me tell you, back in the 80s. You know, there's one toy that I wish I had from that era that was not official, but it was one. I mean, I love all the man from uncle ones to have a man from uncle gun. I wish I had the, the gun from the, uh, you know, the bad guys, they had a rifle with the scope and everything, but there was one thing that was at Montgomery wards. In fact, I'm sitting right now on the property that once was Montgomery wards. Now it's an Ikea doing this interview to talk today, but um, they had a overcoat. There was a secret agent overcoat that was loaded with all sorts of gimmicks and guns and things. And it was actually made out of like a plastic, almost a heavy plastic, but it was an overcoat that was tan colored. I don't know what it was, but it was the coolest thing because it had every spy gimmick in this overcoat. And it came in a box, just a simple box with a label on it. But I never was able to get that because it was very expensive for me at that time. As a kid, I had to ask my dad and it was too expensive. But boy, I, I that was an awesome thing. I wish I would have been able to get one of those at that time i tell you what when i was i think i might have been 10 or 11 so this would have been in the early 90s right after the, the gulf war you know started you had desert shield and then desert storm is that one of the i because i was really big into you know military stuff gi yeah i was out running around playing military so any kind of guns that that came out on the market you know i i always wanted to get because i had to add to my you know, arsenal for the backyard battles that I had. <laughs> I remember on the one birthday, I think it was maybe in 90 or 91, I got a set of, they were called the, the chocolate chip desert uh, camouflage uniform. What it was is it, that special uniform that it was different kind of browns in it. And then it had little black spots. So it almost looked like a chocolate chip cookie. That's why they called it the chocolate chip desert uniform. Wow. 
So I got that and a whole bunch of these, you know, toy guns, which, you know, now I kick myself because I wish I would have kept them because they, they're, you know, probably some decent ones there. Cause everyone that would come, you know, my, my parents, you know, relatives and all that would always get me a new, you know, toy gun or some fake grenades or something, you know, to use. Yeah. And I wish, yeah, I wish I would have kept a, a lot of, a lot of that stuff from, from that time. Yeah. We, we all do. We all do. But sadly, they're gone, and and so is that uniform, which you know I, I can remember getting it for that that birthday and putting it on and wearing it during the whole birthday. Yeah, everyone left running out to the woods, you know, next to my house and, awesome. and and playing in there, you know, after trying to work off all the cake and food that I ate. <laughs> it was a good thing in those days, us kids playing army and stuff. I mean, uh, now it's sort of looked down upon, but you know that was. That kept us busy. We were out till the sun went down. We were playing and we were having fun with people and we were doing exercise and uh, we had our stingray bikes and we just had a great time. And it's too bad that kids today are so stagnant and sitting at home and playing online and all of this because they're missing out on a really wonderful part of childhood. Yeah, you really, you know, at that age, you really start to, you know, your brain's still developing. And so you're, you're using your imagination and you're actually growing you know, your brain and everything. And yes. You're kind of like training it. I don't think, you know, you know, people today, especially the kids that are still developing, they're just watching a screen and they're taking in that information and they're not really using their imagination. That's why I always kind of think like it, it, it seems like uh, creativity has taken a plunge in the, the last several years. Well, you can see that in the films because the films now are done by the younger generations that are growing up and all they can do is repeat past concepts. They can't come up with anything new anymore. Right. And, the, and we were able to do that. And so were the people in our era. I mean, look how we went to the moon and all these things. We could do things that were amazing because we were brought up to have imagination, to have a sketch pad, to have, you know, whatever. And the kids today, they're looking at everybody's looking at these things that are already done for them and they're not exercising that part of their mind anymore more there's still kids out there that are genius and are going to do things but i'm just saying that in general you're right it's uh it's too bad because this is where things like frankenstein came from and everything else from imagination and when we don't develop the imagination we don't get anything new so i agree with you 100 percent on that yeah what do you think eddie how is it out in your area are you seeing the same thing or you know are there kids outside, you know, running around and playing in the summer or is it more kind of quiet? Because I, I see it in my area. It, it's it's so quiet even during the summer. You know, uh, to be honest with you, there are a lot of kids playing, not like before. All of a sudden, to be honest with you, for the last three or four weeks, there has been a big influx of, of traffic jams everywhere you go. Uh, so I guess people are coming out. They probably haven't been in a while. Um, but overall, that, that's what I'm seeing now. There is something that's kind of interesting with everything so expensive. You would figure people wouldn't be driving as much. But right, um, I hear Target has such an overstock, I read today, of merchandise that they need to lower their merchandise. So they're going to be stuck uh, selling like really low price stuff and having oh, wow. sales because they need, they, they're overstocked right now. And I think they're trying to move things out, you know, which is it's very interesting. It's interesting. You would figure the way the economy is, yeah. you wouldn't think that that would be a thing, you know? Yeah. yeah. Somebody, somebody was telling me about that today. Target and Walmart, they're offering a ton of stuff at like 60% off. So hopefully a lot of these families are taking their kids there and getting some out, outside toys and all that for them to play with. Yes. I tell you what's cool. I found a couple weeks ago we were going to, um, uh, it was for Memorial Day uh, picnic over my sister's house. And she has uh, two little kids, four and six, two little girls. So uh, on our way there, I, I stopped at uh, local Rite Aid. I wanted to get them something small, you know, that they could play with outside. So I found this. It, w- it was really cool, man. It was um, made of uh, plastic and styrofoam. And what it was is it was kind of like a little base. And you set on, on a tube these two uh, foam rockets. And then from each rocket, there's a, a tube in this... Um, this kind of real soft like plastic pad and what you do is you step on it or jump on it and it shoots the air into the rocket and they go in the sky so you could kind of duel with someone to see who could get the height and i said oh man this is cool they're they're gonna love it and 
then you know I, I'm taking it to the. We're driving to the house. It's about a 15 minute drive. I said, man, I said, I, I hope I just didn't waste 20 bucks on this. I, I don't know <laughs> if like it. And I, I got it there and I set it up for them, and they played with it for probably two hours straight, jumping right. on this, taking turn, you know, seeing who could get higher, trying to hit stuff in the trees and all that. Awesome. Yeah. You, you know there are cool there are cool stuff out there to to get kids outside to to play and all that. You just have to go go and look. You know, don't get them these video games and stuff. Get them stuff where where they could play with you. Know, I remember getting. You know, they still sell uh, slipping. You guys remember slipping slides? I was just you're psychic because I was just gonna bring that up. <laughs> oh, those were those were like the coolest thing. And I and I remember when I don't know if they first came out or just became popular in the eighties, and and we couldn't afford one, so we took me and my my neighbor a good buddy of mine that that i'm real close friends with now well his two kids when they live next door to me they're a little bit younger than me but we grabbed our parents trash bags and we you know <laughs> tore open about 20 of them to make our own slip and slide because no one would buy us one and we ran the hose on it because there was a little hill on the side of our house so we set all these bags up and <laughs> oh my gosh, my parents were so mad when they seen all these trash bags ripped up, and they finally <laughs> went out and bought us a slip and slide because it was cheaper than you know yeah. ripping up the trash bags. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> that that's a good that's a good story. <laughs> but, yeah. You know, you you had to you had to do stuff like that. You had to use your imagination, and you know I was still happy to see that they uh, they still sell the slip and slides because those were really cool. Oh, they were, yeah, and they're even more advanced now. They even have ones that have like little waterfalls and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, I always liked the one that had the little pool at the end. So right when you hit, yes, the, you splash in that pool. Yeah, th- those were really cool, man. If you could really pick up there, you'd fly right past it and get you know that nice grass and dirt yeah. burn on you. <laughs> all over your face. <laughs> yeah, all over your face, you'd scratch up, start tumbling, and everything. Yeah. Hey, uh, um, Mike, uh, the thing. Yeah. It was called Creepo People. Creepo people. 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 Yeah, it's like C-R-E-E-P-L-E, and it's P-E-E-P-L-E. So I guess they pronounce it Creepo People. Well, that was a cool set. I had that, and I just loved it. Well, I'm looking at those right now. I, I, I don't think I've ever seen those. That looks really... Uh... Kind of psychedelic. Almost. Yeah, yeah. I still have I still have some of the pieces that I made, but I don't have the kit. You could burn yourself on that and on the cre- you know, creepy crawls. You could burn so easily. They were hotter than hell. Those little ovens you put the stuff in, uh, and there weren't any safety area thing measures on it. They made one later that was more safe out of plastic and wasn't as hot with a different you know creepy crawly juice or whatever. But those man, they were hot. I mean, you could bake a, a roll on those. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I was Eddie. What was the one that you had? You were showing pictures of not too long ago. Was that? Um... No, that was the thing maker. Oh, the thing. Oh, maker. the yeah. thing maker. Yeah, the thing maker from nineteen sixty-eight or sixty. I mean, that's um, and I have the creepy crawlers too. I don't know what condition mine's in. I haven't seen that in ages. Um, the thing maker. The difference is, I guess it was the same thing. It just advertised and had a different cover. I guess. Well, didn't the thing maker have? As I recall, now I always wanted one. I never got it because I, you know, you didn't get everything as a kid. You were lucky to get whatever you got. But, <laughs> but, um, but as I recall, the the thing maker, it had like little blocks of plastic, and when you put them in the warmth, they would expand into a preconceived shape. I think. Uh, yeah, it would basically. It actually wasn't. It had the molds, and you stuck the plastic in, and you baked it. Yeah, and then you could also heat it up again and squish them back down. I think that I don't think no. It the, oh. the, the no the the thing maker what it did it had little bottles that looked like Elmer's glue. Okay, well that was squeeze. like creepy crawlers then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the other thing that you might be well, that's not what you were saying, but there was another thing called Shrinky Dinks. Oh, oh yeah, Shrinky, shrinky Dinks. dinks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the, the, those things were really cool. I had quite a few. They of them. were really cool. Do you remember? Do you either? Talking about shrinky dinks, it brought something to my mind. I'm going to ask both you guys because I don't know if it's here. There was a character called Winky Dink, and you would put a uh, you put a plat piece of plastic on the screen of your TV, and then you had a crayon, and then the cartoon would play, and then you'd have to help Winky Dick save himself or something. Like for instance, there'd be two uh, edges of cliffs, and you have to draw a line across, and then Winky Dick would walk across that line. Do you ever do that? I have never heard of that or or seen it. I'm looking it up on online right now. It was like a uh, 
little blonde hair kid looks like he had a star for hair. Yeah. I I've never yeah, I've never seen that. They even had it looks like a comic book of it. But they took it away after a while because kids that didn't have the plastic would just get their crayons and draw on the TV screen. I was gonna say that could be a lot of uh that could be a bad thing because I could see yeah. what I would have done. Yeah, we'll just start drawing on the screen with crayon. Yeah. Look, mom and dad, we got our own cartoon show on there. Yeah. <laughs> but I had one real winky dink, so I you could erase it and you could wipe it off, and it was like a almost like a black, like a dry erase marker, but not. It was more crayonish, but you could wipe it off afterwards. But yeah, every day you'd save him or you'd make wheels on a car or you'd so that he could compete complete his little story that's really cool could you see you know because back then you could do that on the tvs because they weighed you know three thousand pounds for a little 19 inch but could you imagine doing them today on a on a flat oh, screen that yeah. weighs a pound that thing would fall right over and oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> but it was cool winky dink he was cool and he had a little song winky dink and you winky dink and me it was cool actually funny uh there is one on ebay with the winky dink i I remember him vaguely um and it's actually it's not going for a lot it's only 44 dollars for the really yeah wow if um you know if you were uh i'll send you the link to it uh if okay yeah it's not that expensive i'm surprised and it looks like it's complete here and it was very rare because, you know, I don't know if it was just a California phenomena or if, that's why I asked you guys, because I was wondering if it was in New York or if it was in Ohio. Uh, I didn't know, but I knew it was big out here. I had never seen I'm looking. I'm kind of looking at it online. I guess it was a, uh, a CBS children's television show that aired from 53 to 57. And it ran in it ran mm-hmm. in uh, looks like syndication. 65 episodes for from 69 to, to 73 yeah yeah and that's then, what i saw it yeah. yeah a new kit was made in the 90s uh but yeah i i don't i don't ever remember hearing anything about that or, or seeing it now you know i, I might have when i was younger but it wasn't something i ever had or or interacted with that's okay. that sure I was just curious because when you're talking about Shrinky Dink, then I thought about Winky Dink, and then I thought, well, did you guys know about Winky Dink? So that's why I brought it up. Oh, uh, the Shrinky Dinks! I, 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 I'm surprised they still make those. I'm looking at those online too, and I remember doing like the the Christmas ones all the time. But oh yeah, yeah, Shrinky Dinks were were really cool. You know what was cool? Kind of like around those two. Remember, you used to get the uh, a lot of like the '80s cartoons had them, and um sometimes the the arcade games but it was like a um it's like a, a almost like a cardboard uh kind of just a card piece of cardboard that was glossy and it had a scenery on it and you would put these little like plastic character color pieces. forms color forms color yeah forms. that's it that's what i'm looking for color forms yeah yeah i had a ton of those i had remember the gi joe masters of the universe um they're awesome et pac-man those great man and you couldn't really do much with them because you had you know, one one scenery and you could just move the characters around. But, you know, for that time in the 80s, they, they were really cool. Joe, you must have a 100 of those, I'll bet, in your collection. I only have, you know what, I if I ever find them at, you know, shows or anything, I, I grab them. And I, I probably got about six or seven of them. Yeah, they're are, cool. Eddie, do you have a bunch of those? Um, I have the color forms. I, you know, I actually bought maybe two or three. My favorite was the Mickey Mouse magic one. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Um, I do have that still. Um, the Mickey Mouse, what it is, it has like this red uh, knob in the middle, like a TV knob. Not a TV knob, just a knob that has a screen. And you would put, say, a hat. And when you lift it up, this little part of the, of the you know, the cardboard, yeah. you stick the hat in. And then when you pass it to the screen, a rabbit would appear. Oh, wow. You know what I'm saying? It's what it was. What's that again? It's called the Mickey Mouse Magic Set. Call of Mickey, Color Forms, Mickey Mouse Magic. I got to get one of those. Um, the way it works is very simple. You know, like the 3D glasses that have the green and, and red thing? Yeah. yeah. This, each of the, the stickers has like a thing that can only be seen under the red screen, not on the, when you look at it. I mean, when you look at it, you can see that it's there, but it doesn't. But then what you do is when <clears throat> you have like a, a, a round circle in the center of the kit, right? Yeah. And, and, and you have a big yellow button. And what you do is on, on the on the one side of the circle, there's like a, a, an open window that has a red filter. On the left side, you open up the cardboard and, and stick on that 
uh, spinning wheel, the different color forms for Mickey Mouse. And then when you turn it, you have the, you have the, uh, the let's say you put the hat, a rabbit would appear. So I, I actually really liked that. And I actually had as a kid, I lost in the fire, but I was able to get it back in the 80s again. You That's know, like I mean, the coolest I mean, color forms I've ever heard of. Yeah, really. I've never seen that one. That sounds really cool. Is it the yeah. one where they were on stage? Um, I think, yeah, I think it shows Mickey Mouse like on a stage, but it's, um, Google it. It's called the Mickey Mouse, the Coliforms Mickey Mouse Magic Sale. Okay. Um, but I, I do have that. It's it's about, you know, I would say the box is 18 inches tall by about 12, 13 inches wide. Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, yeah, so he's on stage, or he's, yeah, he's standing there next to Pluto with a hat. And, yeah, like you said, there's the red and the blue uh, cellophane that, that kind of goes in like a little wheel. That's mm-hmm. so cool. That is really cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, it looks like it's 3D because you have a lot of that. That is really cool, man. I uh, yeah, I had that. Um, oh my, I I really liked it as a kid. That was actually the only color form set that I really, uh, you know, remember. I had a few more, but um, they were like not on not Scooby Doo. They I forgot what they were. Uh, but I did have a couple because the color forms are big, but the trinket things I liked better because you can make like the keychains and yeah. stuff. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys remember, there was also those things. I forgot what they were called, but there were stickers that you would wet the sticker and then it slide off the thing and, and you could put it on glass. And There were decals, kind of. Yeah, the decal, de- but the, that type of decal, uh, you had to wet it, like soak it in water and it would slip right off and you would put it in windows, cars. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so that those were pretty popular in the 70s. I, I don't. You know, I, I really, other than that, I didn't really buy too many color forms. Um, they do uh, have one online. It looks like um, still in the box, unopened for three sixty. Are you Jeez. kidding me? Jeez. Yeah. There's one that's incomplete for uh, twenty bucks. <laughs> but those look like the only two that I'm finding on on eBay. So, um, yeah, they look. It looks like it's kind of rare. Now there was another one. Uh, looks like it was called Magic transfers from 1978 do you remember that one eddie magic transfer uh sounds familiar what was that about if you I, look at the picture i don't know i'm looking at there's two of them and they're only um it looks like both of them are unopened so i'm not able to see um but there was definitely it was from uh color forms uh-huh what would you guys i'm not saying too much of, about it you know actually it looks like it was just your typical uh okay so here's what it was so it had like the same cardboard you know glossy cardboard like a color form but you would put the sticker on it and then you would put a piece of paper over it and use a popsicle stick to rub it on so it would transfer from the paper onto the board okay i, uh, I, I remember those so that's i remember what, yeah. it vaguely yeah and yeah. they go for pretty cheap there's one from uh 78 that's unopened for uh 20 bucks so yeah uh, those look pretty good cool. sometimes I, I vaguely remember those but you know, color forms more. That was the that was the yeah. big thing. See, Joe, uh, back when you were talking about one thing that became very very popular, and they told you you would win a bike, which I don't know if anybody ever did win it, but they <laughs> yeah. it up. there was a sticker book. I forgot the name of the stickers. I don't know if they were wacky, not wacky packies. They were some other thing, and the stickers were the size of a fifty cents piece. They were round. They're like what they later on they became pogs. Oh, oh yeah but they look like that you were supposed to stick them in this book that they gave you it was a you know like a it looked like an old cheap coloring book and had like say 40 pages and you had to fill them and you would buy them in the store and they had like a little gift but you would buy and then there was one section there of universal monsters and to fill up the section where you would get the Dracula and the Frankenstein, that took me forever. Oh, I finally got it filled. And when you, so there was a saying that when you fill the book, I forgot the name of the book now. I have to actually look it up or what the, but that was something big in the early 70s. And wow, I don't know if anybody ever got the bike, but I know I did fill it at the end, but it, it cost a lot because it was 25 cents like for a pack and it only bought like three stickers. And I think the book could fit like uh, 200, 300 stickers, you know? Jeez. Now, now, Eddie, do you ever remember anyone winning the bike from, remember like those on those uh, Boys Life ads or the ads yeah. from uh, the back of comics where if you sell, you know, whatever they were offering for you to sell, like the highest prize was a bike. Did, did, did anybody ever win that bike? Um, 
what you're talking about is a pack of comic books. There were two. There were Olympic Sales Club, and it was selling basically, uh, uh, you know, cards like Christmas cards and stuff like that. And the other one was called uh, Atlantic Sales or or a leader, no leadership sales club. I think the other one was leadership uh, sales car offer you all location cars like for birthdays for everything. And what they did is they sent you a book that had inside the book samples of all the cards people could order. And if you sold so many boxes, you would get so much. So what I did in my building is I got Olympic Sales Club because I wanted an air hockey game. And I also wanted the telescope. And I actually went on to win the air hockey game. Wow. And I sold the thing. It was, if I remember at the time, I know it was like 22 boxes of cards. Holy crap. The <laughs> building. And yeah, I did, I did get it. Um, it was a decent sized air hockey game, believe it or not. Uh, it was like three feet long. It wasn't like a small air hockey game. And I remember going to the post office to get it. So I was excited. The bike, I think you had to sell like a hundred and some boxes to get Jeez. it. I, yeah. I don't think anybody ever, because what, what was the ad there where you had to sell like grits or something there? And there's another <laughs> one, like a newspaper. Grit grit was a newspaper. And let oh, me yeah, that's you. what it was, the grit newspaper. Yeah. yeah. I, I actually never saw grit as a kid. I always saw the ads. But, uh, you know, when I got married, I, I had a subscription to grit. It was an awesome newspaper. I don't even know if they still, but it was more like you know what it looked like. It was just like the the National Enquirer and yeah, the Weekly. It was kind of like that, but it was more like USA Today. It was a decent paper. I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna tell you what. Here's a challenge out there to anybody listening. If you were a kid and you sold the Grit newspaper and you won the bicycle, which I believe was the top prize. Let us know on the forum. Go to houseoftheunusual.com. Join our our free forum. And post it up there that you won the bicycle, and I want to hear the story behind it. And we, you know, we, we may get you on the air with us because I, I don't know of anybody that ever won that. No, I don't either. I don't. I, need, I never sell with like a million copies of grits just to to get the bike, and I, I always wanted the bicycle. Oh, man, <laughs> that would be great, but yeah, I, I never never got anything like that, or never knew of anybody that that sold that many to win the Me bike either. So. That, that's a challenge out there to anybody listening. If you won the bike, we definitely want to know. And, Eddie, I have to know, do you still have that air hockey game? Yeah, I do, actually, Joe. Uh, you really? Cool. I figure that. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I have it. Um, I'm coming over, and I am playing air hockey this week, and I'm on my <laughs> way right after the podcast. I'm driving up. We're playing some air hockey. <laughs> the, the thing that was funny is that I thought it was so cool when it says flies on a cushion of air, but all it really was is it has a – a motor in the bottom and you put like you know, four C-size battery, the large batteries. Yeah. And uh, it goes, bzzz. and then the hockey puck <laughs> does kind of float, you know, you can see it, it slides across the top, but. Was it kind of like the same thing as, uh, what was that? Like the, uh, like Tecmo Bowl where it kind of just vibrated the board a little bit? I was going to say no. the same thing with no, little football no. players. No, this actually, the, the, the puck comes up. It's like the, it was an air hockey that were, they were. Oh, so it actually shoots air out of the. Yeah, the yeah, board. it does. It has oh, a bunch of little cool. holes. But then we, you know, the problem with it is that it's it's about three feet long by two feet wide, but when you like freaking go hit it, the thing flies off the freaking thing. You know, <laughs> in reality, you know, it was a good game, but it was I think it was more like I wanted it because I saw it on TV and all. Right. That. And then I wanted the telescope. The it showed like it says two hundred power telescope. It was very famous in Johnson Smith too. And when I got it, to be honest with you, I'm like. Um, I don't think I ever even tried to look at the moon with the darn thing. I don't even think I ever opened it. I just got it because I wanted it. Right. Um, if only you would have sold a thousand more boxes of cards, you could have got the bike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think finding Grid Joe, to be honest, you finding anybody that <laughs> got a bike is like me finding the robot plants today. <laughs> Take a drink. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> really? How, how great would that be if someone was like, yes, I did win the bike. I, I was the only kid that I know that won the bike, and I do have the robot plans. That would be like a, uh, a two-for-one there. <laughs> yeah, no, Joe, I'm wondering when you said that, it's kind of weird that no one's ever mentioned that before you. Like, I've never heard anybody ask that question about if anybody got that bike from Grit. That's true. Um, there were some great I, I remember some some great prizes in those but I, I never you know wanted to put in the effort when I was a kid to sell stuff because I was too busy you know playing outside and all I'm like I'm not selling nothing you know but they, I remember some some really cool prizes in it yeah they were 
I was just just too lazy to to go around selling. But, the only thing I did was cut grass, you know, for extra money I, to buy comic books. Right. I, I, I was going to say, but I can tell you, Olympic Sales Club, which is my experience, and I still have my original sales kit, you know. Um, I got to tell you, and I also order Sales Leadership Club, but for some reason, Olympic Sales Club had better prices picture on the page. But I got to tell you, I did win it. It's legit. You know, I think I won something else. I don't remember what it was. Cool. But every year, I mean, it was a good thing. It was cool. Yeah, that, that's really cool, man. I, I I always wondered about that, you know, if those, if, if people actually won those prizes and were they, you know, actual legit prizes? And right. Not, you know, something how you would get from, they were, you know, a mail order or something where you think you're going to get something cool and it, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. and it comes in a, a, a balloon with a painted face on it or something you know joe i i gotta ask you this joe because i'm just kind of curious this came across and i vaguely remember it and maybe joe or or you might remember it um mike uh al babas i think it is from the website actually mentioned that does anybody remember that when they were selling you a ghost they would send you a bottle or they send you something with a with a certificate like you owned it this, no, I don't remember that. But you know which one I'm talking about that Al Babas, I think, mentioned in the forum? No, I have to go back and look. I, I'm sure I've read it, but I don't remember. What What was it? Was it a, a mail item? I don't know. He said that you would order something like a ghost or a pet ghost or something, and they would send you like a certificate of ownership or something. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it was kind of like the pet rock, but it would be. Yeah, like, I was just going to say that that sounds like a pet rock uh-huh. type. I, I never heard of it. I, I mean, I remember vaguely hearing it, but I don't remember exactly. I know there is one thing that I was very fond of, and I even bought the magazine, a writer's magazine a while back in the 90s, had a thing that it says a ghost. Like if you read, uh, you wrote the best ghost stories, you would win a $500 prize. And I thought the ad was so cool. That I did buy the magazine, but I don't remember what he's talking about. But it was kind of no, you, you know what it was is a couple guys were sitting around drinking those little little uh, travel <laughs> bottles of whiskey, and they said, "We got all these empty bottles. What are we gonna do?" I know, right. we'll form as captured ghosts. <laughs> so you got an empty bottle of whiskey with a certificate that said, "Here's a ghost in here." Yeah, they probably you know Mason Mason Plumley, the NBA player, one time called me up. He says, "Hey Eddie." I'm over here. Somebody's selling ghosts in bottles. What do you think of that idea? And I'm like, oh, ghost. They, they do call that the you know the whiskey and all that spirit. So you know maybe that yes. a, a little bottle of uh, booze or something. But you know, hey guys, we're down to uh, under three minutes here. The the time has definitely flown for this. So I want to you know thank you both for joining us. And uh, we're gonna do a little house cleaning here before we finish up. So we we want everybody out there to. Find us on your favorite platform. Subscribe to us. Give us a, a great review if you're enjoying what we're doing because that, that definitely helps us to, to move up on the uh, the different apps and everything, and it gets us out a lot more. And, you know, we're in several countries. We've got, you know, tens of thousands of people that, that join us, you know, more and more every week. So we're, we're definitely getting up there. And we're – I tell you what, we're a long way from where we thought we would be when we started our first podcast. So we're at 100 now with – you know, several thousand listeners in several different countries. And, you know, I want to say a huge thank you to, to everybody out there that joins us and listens to us. Find us on YouTube. Uh, just search in House of the Unusual. We're on Etsy, House of the Unusual, eBay, uh, all that good stuff. But our flagship site is houseoftheunusual.com. We have a free forum there. Join up there, and if you want that bike for selling a bunch of a junk, you know, let us know because we we want to know. But uh, that's all I got. What do you guys got got to say for the the last uh, minute and a half here? I would like to interject just to say thank you to all the listeners and to you, Joe, and to Eddie for supporting me in my uh, uh, you know winning of the uh, runner up for uh, best article for Scary Monsters from the Rondos. Uh, you know, it was a tough competition because. Um, Catherine Lee Scott from Dark Shadows was actually the one who won and she has a big fan base so thank you to all of you for making it possible for me to be the runner up I really appreciate it absolutely and thank you for you know always joining us and Eddie what do you got for us final 30 seconds congratulations uh, Mike on that I knew you were going to win I worked on that to make sure I know you did (laughs) (laughs) but um, 
I wanted to say thank you to all, and I, I wanted all you guys to know that Joe is is going to do is doing a wonderful job with Crypto Classics, and pretty soon he's going to have some surprises in store for you guys. Yeah, we're definitely going to hope to start getting Crypto Classics back on here with some more um, movie reviews and all that. We're going to flesh everything out and, and get it to you because we don't want to just throw it out there to where it's not complete. I want to have a, a nice format to uh, to present to everyone out there. So. Uh, once again, everyone out there, thank you for joining us. You could find this weekly comes out every Thursday uh, morning uh, on whatever podcast platform you listen to us. And that's all we got for this week. So good night, everyone. Good night. God bless, man. Bye.